Hey, it's Anita, and this is Bitcoin and Co. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome again to my series about Bitcoin in Africa. In this episode, I'm talking with Philip J. Azare from Ghana. At first, I want to thank the anonymous individuals who have donated to my funding campaign on Telecoin and Tipping Me. Thank you very much for supporting my work. This support goes far beyond money. It shows that you appreciate the guests I have and the way I keep telling stories about Bitcoin. I'm very grateful. Thanks. And if any of you wants to support my educational work too, feel free to visit anita.link forward slash p. There you will find all funding opportunities. In other news, from next week on, my interviews will be available on video too. Be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell on my YouTube channel to keep up to date with my latest videos. Also, I started a weekly newsletter where I share the most interesting stories and developments in the Bitcoin ecosystem from my point of view every Friday in your mailbox. Subscribe at anita.link forward slash subscribe. If you have a question or just want to send some feedback, send me an email to hello at anitaposch.com or visit anita.link forward slash 86, that's 86, to send me a voice message. I'm always happy to hear from you. You will also find the show notes for this conversation on that page. And if you like my work, Please share on social media and write a recommendation on Apple Podcasts. You can do that even if you do not have an iPhone. It only takes a few minutes and helps to spread the word about Bitcoin. Before we start, a short word from my sponsors. Thanks for your attention. And then on to the interview with Philip. Shift Crypto and the Bitbox O2 Hardware Wallet. I did an interview with the inventor of the Bitbox and co-founder of Shift Crypto, Douglas Bakum, recently. It's episode number 77. You can find it at anita.link forward slash 77. Tune in to hear his intentions and the core values behind the production of their hardware wallet. To be financially independent, it's important to hold your own keys. Shift cares about making it easy for you to keep your Bitcoin safe. The Bitbox O2 is Swiss-made and makes it simple to store and use your coins. I especially like that they have a Bitcoin-only edition too, and I can use the hardware wallet with my phone. Check out the Bitbox O2 at anita.link forward slash Bitbox O2. That's Bitbox02. You will get a 10% discount in the checkout with the code ANITA. Local Bitcoins is one of the most trusted and the largest peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin trading platforms in the world. To learn more about local Bitcoins and their people, listen to my interview with Elena Tonoyan, the company's chief of operations at anita.link forward slash 68. On local Bitcoins, you can buy and sell your Bitcoin in an easy, fast and secure way, always protected by escrow. Local Bitcoins allows you to trade directly with people like you and you can choose any currency you prefer and find a safe payment method to complete your trade. 
Local Bitcoins also offers a web wallet, so you can trade and deposit and send out your Bitcoin all in one account. Go to www.localbitcoins.com to buy and sell Bitcoin. And last but not least, I definitely recommend using a hardware wallet to store your Bitcoin. But if you have difficulties with the technical requirements and maintenance of hardware wallets, you can use the card wallet. The card wallet is a very simple and secure solution for long-term storage of Bitcoin and Ethereum. No software updates needed and it leaves no traces on the blockchain, which is good for your privacy. You can give it away as a gift or inheritance. You can send Bitcoin to it and all you have to do is to store it in a safe place. The manufacturers are the Austrian State Printing House and Coinfinity, Austria's first Bitcoin broker founded in 2014. Listen to my interview with Kai Kremser. He is Card Wallet's product manager at anita.link forward slash 72. If you order your card wallet at cardwallet.com forward slash Anita, you will get 20% off. And last but not least, watch out for BitcoinBlackFriday.com, your chance to promote Bitcoin adoption and the circular Bitcoin economy. Buy or sell all kinds of Bitcoin-related products with special deals on November 27th at BitcoinBlackFriday.com. Hello, Philip. Welcome to the Bitcoin and Co. show. And thanks for taking the time to do this interview with me today. Same to you. Same to you. Too, yeah. nice, <laughs> meeting, nice, nice meeting you for the interview. Yes. You're my first guest uh, from Ghana. I, I had oh. uh, some guests from other African countries already. And I've been to Zimbabwe and Botswana. But I don't know anything about Ghana. Can you Ghana, please okay. can you please describe the country for us a little bit? Oh, okay. Uh, my name is Philippa Jasare, and I am from Ghana. Uh, Co-founder and CEO of uh, BTCGhana.com, um, Blockchain Foundation Africa. Uh, Ghana, Ghana is in the western part of Africa. Um, I think we are the first. We are one of the first countries to have its independence from the British, uh, and in terms of crypto, in terms of crypto, uh, Ghana was the country to organize the first regional Bitcoin conference, and that was in 2014, which was done by me in 2014. Uh, so, Ghana, I think <laughs> uh, that's what I could say a little bit about Ghana, my country. But I think Ghana has a future in terms of uh, in terms of banking. Uh, for the uh, for the Bitcoin space, uh, the crypto entrepreneurs are really getting used to it. The ma- how we started in 2014 is not how we see it today. So I think Ghana is getting ahead in terms of crypto adoption. Uh, great. And how big is Ghana? How many people live in Ghana? I think Ghana Ghana is approximately like 40 million uh, 40 million people, 32 to 40 million people approximately. Okay, and uh, which which languages are spoken in Ghana? Because I think it's not not English is not your first language. Yeah, we have the local languages. The main local language being used mostly is the Chi, but the official language is the English. Yes. Okay. 
And the the capital of Ghana, what is the capital of Ghana? Accra. Accra. Okay. Yeah, I see. Um, so how did you, in the first place, find out about Bitcoin? You said you uh, organized a conference as early as in 2014. How did you find it? Uh, in 2014... I was into an uh, SMS project. Uh, we, we, we do SMS, block SMS for banks and organizations in terms of announcement and those kind of stuff. So I met Alakanani, the Bitcoin leader of Africa in Botswana. I met her online. And back then I was having a mentor who was educating me on Bitcoin, but I was not much into it. So I met Alakanani who wanted the same platform for the SMS. But she can only get it if I'll be able to accept Bitcoin as a form of payment. So back then, there was no Bitcoin exchange in Ghana. So I have to send the Bitcoin back to the U.S. for a friend there to exchange it and send it through Western Union. Now, I think that back then he used money. He was having a lot of problems sending the money back to me in Ghana. So from there, I decided, oh, wow. It was an exchange in Ghana whereby we could be exchanging Bitcoin to the local currency. I think that would have been a very good and it would have been, uh, let's say, a solution for both of the major problems in Africa here, especially for the young entrepreneurs who try to sell their products and services to the international market. So I came up with an idea, block, uh, Dream Bitcoin Foundation. So we decided to gather the young entrepreneurs in Ghana. That was, around, that was the beginning of 2014, to get the young entrepreneurs in Ghana, educate them about crypto. So... In middle of uh, in November, I think we started planning about the event in July. So in December, December 10th to 12th, we had the first within a Bitcoin seminar at one of the prestigious universities in Ghana here. That was uh, Kumasi Technology University. We issued a certificate to them. Bit Nation was in attendance. Bit Nation, I don't know if you have heard about Bit Nation, which was founded by uh, Suzanne Takoski. Ah, yeah, I think I can remember, yeah. Yeah, so Suzanne Takoski came to Ghana for the event, which was a massive. Back then, we really there was the adoption was low because it was hard getting people to understand what Bitcoin is. But currently, the ecosystem of Bitcoin in Ghana is very massive. A lot of traders, crypto young young traders. Recently, I met a young guy who is a senior high school. He's not even a graduate. He's a trader. He has been trading online massively. So he, he asked to meet me. I even thought it was some big man who was doing that kind of trade. I met him. He's a senior high school student. He's not even a graduate. Trading crypto. So you can see that it has really created a lot of businesses for the young engineers here. So today, whenever I sit back, watch WhatsApp, how people are trading there, I feel happy that what we started some years back ago is really making good use of for now. Because it's not like we started it and it, it's gone. It's now making getting more adoption. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm making clear. Yes, I, I try to understand it. And because also the connection is sometimes not so good. Um, so you, you, were okay. talking, you were talking about Alakanani, uh, Itiri Leng. I know her yeah. too. I, I met her in Botswana and uh, we also did okay. an, uh, an interview together. And I think she's, done, okay. she's doing great work. And oh, yes, of course. Yeah. And um, so 
You said many people are trading um, in in Ghana with Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I, but Alakani is the lady who actually uh, hold my hand very well in the crypto community. You understand? In the beginning, she in, she actually in, I was introduced to the Bitcoin by some mentors in the US, but she took me to the practical aspect of it by paying me with Bitcoin for a service that I've rented for her. Okay, so great. So so your Can we say that your first Bitcoin transaction you did with Alakanani? She showed it. Alakanani. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay, yes, super. Please. Yeah. So, um, let let's talk a little bit also about the economical situation in Ghana at the moment. I mean, did you did you uh, um, where there are some changes with the coronavirus pandemic? I guess you also have that in your country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Currently, the coronavirus pandemic is on a low, but I think it's rising up a lot base. Uh, we are heading to election, so I think the next government will decide how to do. You know, we'll be heading to election next month, so we are all waiting. But the coronavirus, Africa, even in Ghana, our leaders have been able to control it very well as compared to to the West. Mm-hmm. And have you uh, seen any change uh, in the trading the trading volume? Are people more interested in Bitcoin now than they have been before the uh, uh, Corona crisis started? Uh, since Corona started, you know, in Ghana here, most the, the trading is being done mostly with mobile money. You know, mobile money is something that is attached with the telecom companies. Mm-hmm. So you are accessing your funds on your phone without going to the bank. You know, Bitcoin too works on the phone. So if Philip, I'm here and a customer wants to sell Bitcoins to me, he or she doesn't need to meet me. He just send me a message on WhatsApp. Hello, hi, Philip. I want to sell maybe $100 worth of Bitcoin. Oh, okay. This is my rate I'm buying. Okay, give me the wallet. I give the person wallet. The person found my BTC account. I check to see and confirm that it's him. Then I pay the person the amount in the local currency through the mobile phone number. Mm-hmm. So do I understand that correctly? You do most trading or, or exchange in WhatsApp groups or Facebook groups? Um, so, yeah, so I think I think the coronavirus actually didn't affect the crypto business that we do in Ghana here. Because we... We don't have fiscal. The only problem I faced was my education. You know, mostly we organize crypto education for the use for the community. And so, but but because of that issue, we couldn't we couldn't be organizing those kind of conferences because of uh, uh, what do you call what do you call what do you call distancing. We have to give some distances and those kind of things. We can't cram them in the same place, so we have to hold on with conferences. So restrictions are being lifted. So currently, as I'm speaking to you right now, I think my, sis- my sister Alakanani is planning of an event this coming Saturday. Uh, I will also be having my own probably next week or next two weeks. Because next week, there will be some kind of funeral that I have to attend. It's a serious funeral I have to go. So probably I have to scale it to the following two weeks. So next two weeks, we'll be having coinfest. So let's say due to the coronavirus, there has been, we couldn't have events. So this is like the first event we'll be having after post-coronavirus uh, event here in Ghana. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, what I wanted to ask was, um, did people maybe when the crisis started, uh, 
have they been maybe scared about the economical situation um, that uh, it will go down and that they maybe then bought more Bitcoin than earlier on, you know, to be safe, to, to store it and to save it? Yeah, with the gradual Bitcoin going up. But I can say the coronavirus couldn't have any impact on people saving BTC or having BTC as investment because at the end of the day, the how BTC is rising, a lot of people are getting into it because they know that if something started from less than a zero and now it's around 15,000, it goes up, it goes down. So if they can buy some today and wait for like 10 years to come, probably it, it will have some kind of future impact for them. So that's what they tell. They don't even actually buy the BTC because of the coronavirus pandemic. No, they are buying it because of the future. Mm -hmm. And because they see how it worked out in the last years and they also see yeah. other their peers in the country using it. Yes, please. Even as I'm talking to you, some few weeks ago, one guy bought like thousand dollars worth of BTC from me. And as the price started going up today, he wrote me back that he wants to sell $200 to me. So a customer like this should be bought because of the uh, of the value. If the value goes up a little bit, he sell off and then buy again. Mm -hmm. So do you think that most people in Ghana use Bitcoin for trading? Yes, of course, especially the Chinese. Uh, because most of my BTC goes to Chinese. And because, you know, the Chinese, are, most of them are in Africa here. Uh, in Ghana here, per se, if, before you can send money outside Ghana, using the banking system, you have to pay like 1% of the amount you are sending. You pay tax. You pay uh, corresponding back charges, you pay swift charges. So instead of them using those kind of things, and sometimes you have to wait like three days before the bank, the money can be confirmed in the other bank account if you are transferring money outside the country. But with Bitcoin, I think the moment they send it, the person is confirming the account, the person has received it. So the Chinese here prefer using Bitcoin more than the traditional way of using the bank. So most of my Bitcoin, all the Bitcoin that I purchased from customers, they are being sold to Chinese. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, many Chinese people living in your country, as I understand. Yeah, yes. Even some of the Chinese, I've not been able to meet them. We meet, we meet online, mm -hmm. virtually, and we trade. Mm -hmm. and, and not me, not me, not, not me alone. We have different escrow, different different escrow groups in Ghana operating, and most of them too also have their buyers. Also Chinese, some are from South Africa, some are from other countries. People are also buying from Ghana here. Mm -hmm. And where do you buy your Bitcoin from? My Bitcoin, you know, I was having a platform whereby customers go there to exchange their Bitcoins to me. But currently we are upgrading the system to serve other African countries. So currently the platform is hated. So if, if you go to the webpage, you'll be directed to contact me on WhatsApp or Telegram or Facebook so that we can trade directly there. Okay, interesting, interesting. And and sometimes too from family, from friends, recommendation, probably a friend will see a friend selling a Bitcoin. So oh, I know a Bitcoin trader who can buy that amount that you have. Let me give you the contacts. And then probably through that contact sharing, I'll be able to get a customer to sell the Bitcoin to me. Mm -hmm. And how has the development been? I mean, 
In the last years, we, we had a bear market. So the Bitcoin price after 2017 was falling and now it's uh, slowly and steady going up again. Um, do you yeah. also see that people then are more interested and want to buy more Bitcoin or trade more? Um, I mean, it's a common thing here in Europe and in the Western countries and I guess also in, in your country. Yeah, I think here most of them prefer to use it as a form of payment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in, in Ghana and Africa, per se, majority of Bitcoin, those buying Bitcoin is purposely for making of payments outside the country because they can't go by the bank charges. If all these bank charges are coming and you want to send something like $50 or $100 to the United States or let's say outside the country, how can you send $50, $100 to the bank if the banks are charging you 1% of the amount you are sending Corresponding back charges, Swift cool. The Swift, the Swift charges is fixed. Back then, when I was using Swift, I think I was being charged like twenty uh, something dollars for Swift charges. So let's oh. even take all these Swift charges. If you are sending somebody, let's say hundred dollars, how can you pay twenty five dollars for Swift charges? Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, understand. Yeah. So. Uh Okay, and it's interesting that you say that because I have a survey uh, from local bitcoins, you know, local bitcoins, the peer-to-peer -peer platform for buying and selling bitcoin, and they made a survey also in your country with their users and asked them what they are bitcoin, what they are using for, uh, yeah, what what they are doing with their bitcoin. And interestingly, 30% said that they are interested in long-term saving. And 23% said uh, they trade with it. And now 12% say they pay things with it, which is actually the highest percentage of the uh, African countries where they did that survey. So that's interesting. And okay. you, you just mentioned it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, even in terms of those people having them as investment, Probably sometimes they can even save it. The moment they see the price going up, they become scared that maybe it can go down and it will affect them. So they just sell it off. Because I have some friends who are even, who are saving more. I have more friends who are saving more. They keep on saving. The moment the price goes up, they come to sell some and then still hold on to some. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Another question. Are there any Bitcoin mining uh, farms or companies in Ghana? Because I read that um, there is too much electricity, actually. Uh, you have excess electricity in the country. Yeah, there's excess electricity, but the electricity here can be used for mining. I hear there was a mining farm in Accra, but I don't know how true that is because I've not actually seen it with my, my eye, mm -hmm. with my own rare eye. Yeah, I don't know how true. But in terms of electricity consumption, the electricity consumption here in Ghana is very expensive to be used for mining. Mm -hmm. And also the weather, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because if you, if, you are, if you are going to mine, you need to get air conditions to power yeah. the machines so that the machines can be always cool. Because you know the cost, the cost of the weather system here in Africa. So mm -hmm. the expenses is very good. It's very, very going to be high. I'm not mm -hmm. sure it's going to be, I'm not, I'm not sure it's going to be profitable mining Bitcoin here in Ghana. Okay, interesting. Uh, how is the uh, situation with the central bank and their government regulation in terms of Bitcoin? Is there a regulation or not? Currently, there's no regulation on crypto. They only, they only give warning to people that you have to be vigilant when trading crypto. Pardon? Can, I don't you, if anything ha Can you repeat yeah, that, please? If, 
Yeah, the, the Bank of Ghana gave a warning that there is no regulation on crypto at the moment. So you you trading or doing anything with crypto, you do it at your own risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we that we believe in the technology, we do it. But there's no there's no regulation whereby the government is telling us you can't trade in Bitcoin or you can't do this or you can't do that. The only thing is you don't go in for deposit taking. Because you know, if you are going for deposit taking, you have to get allowances from the Bank of Ghana. And one thing, major part of my education is we always educate the masses that there shouldn't be a deposit taking. If you want to have your own Bitcoin, you buy the Bitcoin for yourself, you save it for the future. You can't give someone money to keep your Bitcoin for you. It doesn't happen like that. 99% of all these things has come. The person will run away with your money. Mm. So for me, if I'm educating you on Bitcoin, the best advice I will tell you is that create your own Bitcoin wallet account. You buy the Bitcoin. I will show you the procedure of how you can secure your Bitcoin account so that it doesn't fall in the hands of hackers or something like that. You mean you learn people how to set up their wallet and to back up their uh, 24 yeah. words? Yeah, great. Yes, to get it secured so that uh, me getting you educated, I don't want this to show by some few, maybe some month or year, you come and tell me that, oh, Philip, I've lost access to my account or this and that. Probably that means the education that I gave you wasn't good. So I'll educate you that what I'm educating you, the moment you make mistakes, mistake to lose your passphrase, that means that's the end of what you have in your account. Yeah. So if you lose access to your password and your passphrase, that's the end of it. So make sure you keep the passphrase in a secure place. Yes, that's very important. And it's also important yes. to have that uh, yes. passphrase, the so, seed, and not to have yeah. the money on an exchange. No. So me, Philip, I will not ask you to bring me money to buy Bitcoin and keep it for you, no. Back then, people used to call me, oh, Philip, uh, some Bitcoin, we want to know how we can put money into it. I said, no, I'm not doing any deposit taking. I don't take money. I will educate you how you can buy the Bitcoin for yourself and keep it. If you are, we want to sell it, I'm there. I can buy it. Mm-hmm. But you're not holding yeah. it in custody and you are not uh, no, like, no, 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 no. like telling people you need to buy a package for like uh, some money and then I help you or... Uh, no, 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 yeah. I don't do that. Because you know in Ghana, before you can take money from somebody to hold on to something, you have to have uh, allowances for that as deposit taker from the Bank of Ghana. And I don't mm-hmm. want to even risk my life on that. I don't want to even risk taking so I don't want no, no, no. I want everyone to be bank. You have to have access to your own bank. Yes, yes, exactly. Because blockchain is about you being your own bank. So you being your own bank and then giving me money to keep for you, then at the end of the day, that means I'm, I am the one being your bank. So I don't educate people on that. No. Even uh, I think uh, last year, last year I went to Sierra Leone. That uh, is in Africa here too, in West Africa. I went to Sierra Leone. Back then, the The government has banned Bitcoin. Oh, really? The government has banned Bitcoin. But I was going there too for a crypto project. So people were telling me the Bitcoin. I said, no. So I, I read the this thing, what they call. I read the notice out. I said, no, this is not a ban. The government is just warning you people to stay away from people taking deposit taking. Some people, you know, a majority of the scams happening in Africa is people comes in, have a system whereby if you put money into it every month or every day, you get this amount of money, you get this, this and that. And they build it around Bitcoin. I hope Anita, you understand what I'm trying to talk. Not really, to be honest. Uh, do you mean now the, the central bank? This Ponzi, 
no, no, this kind of Ponzi schemes. Yeah, you know, there are, are the a lot Ponzi, of Ponzi schemes. schemes yeah, yes, mostly in Africa here. So the notice that was given by the central bank, or it wasn't even the central bank, it was given by the government of Sierra Leone that people dealing in crypto or those kind of things is illegal. But when I read the notice very well, it was actually against people who are taking deposit money for this kind of Ponzi schemes that I'm having a Bitcoin platform. If you put $100 there every day, you're going to get maybe $3 or $4 or $5 as a profit or this kind of thing. Yes, now I understand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I, I so, also I, I heard that from from other countries in Africa as well that there are so many yeah, scams yeah. and so, Ponzi schemes. So the yes? government, so the government, the government gave an example of those people operating some in the country, and that these people are operating a fraudulent scheme. So nobody should go by it, and that anyone who who is also operating some will be arrested. So I just I read it. I said no, this is not something against Bitcoin. They just don't understand it. They just don't understand the whole concept of it. So I went on the national TV to, to talk about it. Even whilst the ban was in, I went to the national TV to talk about it, to tell them that, no, what we are doing is you being your own bank. It's not about you going to give money to somebody for something. The person telling you that Bitcoin price will go up by this or by. No one can determine the price of Bitcoin tomorrow or the next day. No, we are all waiting for the future. So and we all know that the future is bright with Bitcoin. But for somebody to come and tell you that the next day Bitcoin can go to 20,000, so come and put your money here, this and that, all 100, about 99% are scams. So most of our education are based on that. Mm -hmm. Education so that people can see if something is a scam or if it's, it's a scam. The, the real Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah, okay, great. So, and tell me, how are the prices for internet connectivity in your country? Mm, I think internet connectivity is very, very expensive as compared to government about the last month or last two months. I was talking to one of my partners in UK. So we were trying to hold, to run some node here at the, at the office. So when we check, when we do the cross-checking of the internet connection, I think <laughs> the price here is very, very expensive as compared to what my guy told me in UK. Mm -hmm. And did you want Because, to set, you wanted to set up a Bitcoin full node or a lightning node? Mm, I was thinking of a lightning node, but uh, due to the internet connection problem, we decided to give it a second thought and then just think about what, is the best, what would be the best way. Mm. Because at the end of the day, you have to think about electricity to think about internet connection. And if what we are offering, there's no beneficial to it, I don't think there will be the need for us to be doing something that will just give us a loss. Mm. Do you know Shimezi Chuta? Shimezi Chuta? I, I I'm not yet sure. I'm not sure which country he's from. Uh, it's not Nigeria, um, but he's building a a lightning node with a solar powered uh, battery or something like that. Um, I I can send you the contact uh, if you're interested. Maybe this is a project that would be interesting yeah. for you. Are you talking? Are you talking? Are you talking about Timbo, Tim Akimbo? Now, Tim Akimbo uh, is another guy. I know him too, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, it's... Yeah, uh, no, Tim, Tim Akimbo is in Ghana. Yeah. He's a Nigerian, but he's in Ghana, yeah. Ah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I also, I already uh, talked to him uh, also, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, saw him, I saw him on your website. Ah, super, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's one of my best friends. You know, anytime I have problems on blockchain, he's one of the guys who helped me out. 
Yeah, he's cool. He also helped us helped us out. We were doing a call for donations for a school in Harare in Zimbabwe okay. and and he set up the PTC pay server for us and that was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um could we say that one of the obstacles for people to use Bitcoin in Ghana is that there is not enough education that people fear that it's a scam? Yes, of course. Even uh, I started some. I started going some. Uh, I started gym about let's say a week ago, uh, near my new area that I went there. I met some few people there. I know. So today I met one guy who used to train me. So he was like, "Ah, do, do you know? My, do you know my face only in this area?" I said, "Hmm, uh, it seems only this area." Then he reminded me back that no, I also know you from this area. You used to organize conferences, Bitcoin. I said, oh, okay, 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 good. So you can see that that trainer was aware of what I'm doing. But when I entered the, uh, the gym, the main boss over there asked me, hey, my guy, so what job do you do? And I said, I am into Bitcoin trading, Bitcoin education. He said, what is Bitcoin? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can just imagine. The other instructor, even was the one who told, oh, Philip, I've been seeing you doing Bitcoin education. So this guy already knows what Bitcoin is. You understand me? But the second guy who asked me, what job are you doing? I said, well, I'm doing Bitcoin. They say, oh, what is Bitcoin? So this person doesn't know anything about Bitcoin. So I have to start over educating. He was still not okay with it. So I've told him, no, I'll get time to, to come and educate you. Mm -hmm. And and are there more people now educating others like like three years ago and are there new people coming in who say, I also want to educate people like you do? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Every day in and day out, more people are turning to Bitcoin traders. Even, let's say, some are turning into middlemen, middlemen in terms mm -hmm. of crypto trading, because they know that right now that's, what, that's the movement in, in Ghana in terms of payment. So let's say uh, Alakanani has Bitcoin to sell, but she don't know anyone to sell to. And maybe you know me. So you, you tell Alakanani, hey, I am, I am, I am buying Bitcoin. And this is my rate. You say, okay, let me sell to you. So you buy the Bitcoins. Maybe sometimes you don't even buy it. You take my wallet. You come to me, hey, Philip, I have Bitcoin that I'm selling. Okay, this is my rate. So, so you ask of my rate and also give your rate to Alakanani. So you take my wallet, give it to Alakanani. Alakanani send the Bitcoins into my account. I pay you and you also pay Alakanani. Mm -hmm. I hope I hope you I hope you understand my explanation. Uh, yes, I think I did. Um, okay, let me go back again. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, you know, one thing about crypto is crypto is creating businesses day in and day out for the youth in Africa, and I can tell you that Bitcoin has created more businesses in Africa than even what the government can do. I yes. can tell you 100 directly. Because how you started in 2014, and how we are seeing now. It's different. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is paying entrepreneurs like let's say uh, what do we call five hundred dollars a day in, in Ghana here. More even some are getting more than five hundred dollars in a day. Wow. With just crypto trading and those kind of things. So if government is paying someone let's say uh, one hundred fifty dollars a month, mm -hmm. and then you are just doing crypto trading to get like half hundred dollars. Let's say if you are getting like two hundred dollars a day, or let's say if you are making you are making hundred dollars a day, how much is a month? You can just imagine it. So I can say crypto. You know me. Since I completed university, I've never worked for anyone. The only work I worked was working for Bit Pizza. Mm 
I was mm-hmm. the country that country director back then. Apart from that, I've never worked for anyone. My only business is Bitcoin crypto. That's what I do. It has helped me build my house, buy my car. My family at first they thought I was useless because after university they were they got me military a roommate. I said no, I want to do my Bitcoin. But now they see that yo, what I started has been good for me. It wasn't like a failure. So mm-hmm. I can see that Bitcoin has changed a lot of life in Africa. A lot, a lot, a lot in Africa. Mm-hmm. And people keep on people. I don't know if you can add me on WhatsApp. Anytime people are giving comment about Bitcoin, I can just take a screenshot be showing you how people are making comment about Bitcoin and their use. And it's not easy to see someone in senior high school trading Bitcoin. Yes. In Africa. May I ask you? So how, I was. May I? Yeah. I, I, I'm listening to the question. Uh, how old are you? May I ask you how old are you? Me currently, I'm 33 years. Okay, so you're also very young. So I guess there yeah. are also many, many very, very young people in your country waiting for jobs. I'm saying, Yeah, I'm saying what I saw last week. One guy has been trading with me. He came to visit me at the office. He has been saying, Philip, I want to come to your office. I want to see you. I want to see you. I saw this guy. This guy is a young guy. He's not even up to 20 years. I'm not sure he's even up to 18 years. He's too young. And I asked him, so what, do you, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm, into, I'm in senior high school, level two, level 300. So he's supposed to be around 15 years to 16 years. Because that's the, the age range for that class. And I asked him, so how do you know about Bitcoin? He said, mm, a long frustration when the, the coronavirus pandemic came, there was no work, there was no money for me to eat, and a friend introduced me to trading, and now I'm making a little money out of it. I said, okay, good. By the age, I was shocked that a young guy, it's not easy to see someone in a senior high school thinking about, let me think crypto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the great. I've, I've, only, I've, I've only met one guy, I think he was in senior, now he's a graduate of senior high school, He wasn't even trading. He was doing education back then. Yeah. But this guy's own, the way he's always serious, bombing me with BTC all the time, bombing me with BTC. Hey, Philip, I have BTC this amount. Will you buy? I have it. <laughs> so I was shocked to see a young guy like that doing this kind of business. So I told him his future is bright. Yeah. And he told me he always see my pictures, my old pictures back then in 2014. And you were organizing conferences and those kind of things. He always tell himself, ah, Back then, he have known me. He have he could have been rich by now. I said, yeah, we too. Back then, we, we didn't even believe in much. That like, we were only doing our education, education, education. So we couldn't even hold much. Mm-hmm, But Bitcoin, Bitcoin is Bitcoin is the future of Africa. Bitcoin is the future in terms of uh, not even Bitcoin, blockchain. I don't know if we can have more discussion too on blockchain because blockchain there's a lot of problems that can solve major problems in Africa in terms of land dispute, uh, election dispute, a whole lot. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how this works out. I mean, I think technology is not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So thank you, Philip. Thank you very much for these interesting uh, stories about your country. Um, is okay. there anything you want to add? Anything we didn't cover that you want to tell our listeners? Um, I would like to let your listeners know that uh, we have a program we are planning, a very serious big conference next year with my sister, Alakanani. We are doing preparation everything. We are planning on having it next year by November to December, which is going to be a massive Bitcoin conference in Africa. So we've started the preparations from now to next year. So 
any of your listeners who would like to attend, I think they should make, they should try to be to be following us as we will be giving out more details in due time. Thank you. Okay, super. So that's next year. Is this right? Yeah. 2021. Yeah, I'll be very happy to have you in attempt. Yeah, I, I, I hope I can make God's it. Willing, we have life. Yeah, I hope I can make it again to Definitely. Africa because I would love to come again. Please uh, tell mm -hmm. our listeners where they can uh, find and follow your work. Do you have a Twitter handle or a LinkedIn or a website? Yeah, I have a platform, uh, the BTC Ghana platform, www.btcghana.com. If they go there, they'll find my phone number for WhatsApp and Telegram and my email address over there. Uh, I think we, uh, this one's to uh, bcfafrica.com, bcfa, bcfa, blockchainfoundationafrica.com to find my details over there. And in case they would like to contact me too, uh, I'm on Facebook, Philip Ajiasare. My Twitter handle too is uh, BTC, at BTC for Revolution, at BTC4. Four, mm -hmm. like one, two, three, four. Yeah, four, revolution. Okay, great. I will put that all in the show notes. You can find it at anita.link forward slash 86 afterwards when it's live. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you. Same here too. Thank you very much, Anita. Thank you. That's it for today. If you like my show, please share it with your friends and hit the subscribe button in your podcast player now. Thanks to my sponsors who make it possible that I can produce the show. Localbitcoins.com, Shift Crypto with the Bitbox O2 and Coinfinity with their card wallet. Music. Start with yes, delicate beats. Idea, content and production. Yours truly, Anita Posch. 